You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. We're at the diner again. It's myself, Mike Lunsford. It's Steve Monick. It's MC Brooks. It's James Rambo. And we're going to hand the reins of the show over to MC Brooks because he brought up a great idea when we were coming up with what we were going to talk about uh, for our first episode back. Um, because we were gone for two weeks, there was a lot of cool stuff that came out, a lot of trailers, things like that, that we're uh, going to discuss now. So MC, if you don't mind, sir, go ahead and, and grab the mic and... Uh, Kind of point us in the right direction for what we're going to be talking about here. Sure. Uh, so this is going to be kind of like a makeshift episode of the Geek Sheets, except I don't have the charisma of Steve. Uh, to <laughs> right. You have about off. ten times of it. So. <laughs> kind of point us in the right direction for what we're going to be talking about here. Sure. Uh, so this is going to be kind of like a makeshift episode of the Geek Sheets, except I don't have the charisma of Steve. You have about ten times of You'll be just fine. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we, we missed a lot of this, like a lot of stuff happened. Like it, it'd be one thing if we went on vacation, like when we had that dry spell of news, where we were like coming up with ideas for the podcast the day we were doing it. But instead it's like the universe <laughs> was like, Hey, let's just drop news nonstop for two weeks because it seemed like every other couple of days we just had like all sorts of new information and new stuff just, just come out. And so, um, I guess without I guess what I can do is I, I'll list a couple things and I guess whoever wants to take over one of them we can just kind of start there, and and I already know for a fact that I've probably missed like a lot of stuff um, that I will forget to mention. So for anyone listening, I apologize in advance if I do, if I if I miss something. But just in the last two weeks, we have had the the the, the trailer for season two of The Mandalorian, which comes out uh, in about a month, October thirtieth. We've had the trailer for the upcoming uh, WandaVision series, which is expected before the end of the year, but we can't, they still didn't really give us a date for that. Um, we know that Supergirl is coming to an end, which has, for in my opinion, major implications for the Arrowverse, considering Crisis just happened. Uh, the MCU is delayed all of their movies until next year. Which means for the first time since 2009, we're gonna we're we're gonna have a full year without a Marvel movie. 
Uh, we got the reveals for the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox. There's a boatload of cameos for the Flash movie. There was casting for She-Hulk. They found actors for Miss Marvel. I mean, uh, Hellstrom just dropped a trailer that I did that I failed to see. So, oh shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, like it, yeah, it just came out. I think like earlier today or or uh, or last night. But uh, like there, there's a boatload of stuff. So, um, anyone who wants to pick one of those topics that we can just kind of go from there because I have no idea where to start. I just want to go back just for a second to what you mentioned. Like, they're literally, like, literally, we were running out of shit to talk about. Like, we we literally were like, uh, what are we going to podcast about? I don't know. Pizza? Potatoes? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Like, and, yeah, they just, it, it's it's like playing catch-up. They're like, yeah, we, we were in a really dark place, and we couldn't come up with any content either. So here's everything at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing though. Um, let's um, we'll we'll tie it in with the last episode. We'll we'll talk Disney slash Star Wars for just a quick second, yeah. and then we'll go on to WandaVision. Uh, Mandalorian season two, man, like this shit looks bananas. Like, I, I feel like right now is the perfect time for John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Like, speaking as a Star Wars nerd, like they are like in their like prime when it comes to like. The, the fandom trusting them because after what happened in the sequel trilogy, a lot of people are not real happy with star Wars, but like the Filoni Favreau team is kind of the saving grace. There are new hopes, so to speak, um, you know, tongue in cheek here, but like it, it looks good. We know about the casting decisions that they made for it. Like we're going to see fucking Raylan Givens is going to be in goddamn Mandalorian. So I'm excited <laughs> as shit. Uh, it just, it looks like it's going to be really good. There's just, and, and there's something for everybody. we got some badass action scenes. we got Baby Yoda doing Baby Yoda shit. Like, it's just going to be, it's going to be dope. And I'm excited. It, it's something else to look forward to. But that's the one positive that's come from the, all of us being stuck home in quarantine is that I've had a chance to catch up on stuff, but now I don't feel overwhelmed with all of the content that's coming out, if that makes sense. I mean, it totally makes sense. I it's slowed uh, down. I mean, like, I'd rather have it the other way, to be perfectly honest, because that means that, you know, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people are not dead. But it's it's been like a I'm like, wow, I can actually take a breath and not be like, oh, God, I missed this show and this show and this show and this show. So that's all you can do in this kind of crap, though, right? I mean, it's it's crap. So let's try and find any silver lining we can. You know, yeah. so it's not total 100% depression. Um, I want to know, have you guys been up on some of the theories that are going on about season two for The Mandalorian? Like, I've heard legit theories that Ezra and Thrawn might be in it. Dude, what? No, and <laughs> honestly, I haven't even watched the trailer. I, I know I'm going to watch the show, and I'm like, I want to go in cold. This is the first time this has ever happened <laughs> where I'm like... I'm so committed to this, and it's wow. so close to happening that I was like, just give it, just give it here. Okay. It met a high bar then. It's, well, now I feel bad because like, oh, no, watching... no, no, that's fine. I, no, that's the thing. I wasn't, I wasn't like, no spoilers because it's a fucking trailer. Um, You're not going to like whine and stick your fingers in your ear and be like, no, stop it. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I'm not an asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm just really excited about. It. I'm slightly bummed at the rumors I'm hearing about like potential season three issues. Yeah, I read about that too. You're talking about the the Pablo Hidalgo stuff. Yeah, the the uh, uh, pa- um, wait, no, that's the wrong Pedro guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Thank you. Um, I was like Pablo. Pa- pa- um yeah i don't know i'm i mixing names up i don't know i'm inclined to call bullshit i haven't seen it reported from an actual reputable source the first place i saw it was we got it we got this covered and fuck them yeah Um, yeah (laughs) which steve we (laughs) we instituted a rule on the ggr group page um (laughs) if anybody posts anything from we got this covered we are allowed to make fun of them mercilessly mercilessly because we got this covered is the most hack website ever (laughs) i don't even know what that is be be glad that you don't like (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's a a geek news site that posts like Steve. If, that, if the if the National Enquirer just focused on nerd news, <laughs> it would be we got this covered. Oh, is this yeah. the thing where you keep bringing up that guy that's named like Mega Boners or whatever it's called? <laughs> Mega Boners. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, now remember, I want to know what that is. Steve, remember how we couldn't come up with a nickname for you? Guess no, com- nick- <laughs> no, come on! I got kids. <laughs> Maybe he that's gets them and he gives them. <laughs> yeah, there was some like YouTuber with a name that was kind of like that that was dropping all the kind of oh, alleged Star Wars dudes. Was it Doomcock or some shit? Like that? Yeah, yeah, there yeah, it is. Yeah, there yeah, it was. Yeah, I was close. <laughs> it's in the same in the same vein. <laughs> same oh, vein. No pun intended. Fuck. But in the same vein. God damn it! <laughs> like so, like we got this covered. Would report <laughs> Doomcock as. <laughs> As like source. as he as if he's a legit news source, Get or like, it. or like you know, or, or here's a better example. Let's say Rambo created fan art of like Shuri, or not even Shuri, like if uh, I don't know if uh, like Tommy from Power Rangers was uh, going to be uh, Reed Richards or something, and and Rambo made fan art of that. We got this covered. Would report that as if it were an exclusive, yeah. as if it were exclusive official fan art. That leaked from behind the scenes at Marvel, like, mm-hmm. like the yeah. concept art of of something that's happening. Exactly. I feel like yeah. a reporter for We Got This Covered, which I use that term very loosely, um, would listen to a couple kids play with their action figures and report on that as rumored plot for a movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing them writing they, down they, they that. They use Reddit threads as 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 sources, as cited sources. Ugh. What we, you know what that scene from, from Parks and Rec when Patton Oswalt just goes bonkers because uh-huh. he's yep. stirring about how the, that's how they're going to bring X-Men into the Star Wars universe. Yep. <laughs> now that's just what I'm picturing this website is. Knowing that's nothing. 100% how it feels. That's... And the, the problem is people will fall back. Well, one, a lot of people just don't pay attention to it, which is fine. Um, but people will report it. And like I've seen people try to defend them. When they're like, well, they said this thing and then it happened. It's like, well, yeah, a broken clock is right twice a day. There's if you if you report on literally everything, a handful of your articles are going to be correct. (laughs) That doesn't mean you're a reliable source. They're probably surprised when they're right, too, though. (laughs) Yeah, my my favorite thing, my, my favorite thing I've ever seen from them was last year when they reported that Black Lightning and Supergirl were going to be canceled because of low ratings. And then the very same day, they were both renewed for more seasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. So 
I did a little research because I got mad at myself because I, I called Pedro Pascal Pablo Hidalgo. And I was like, wow, I'm racist. And <laughs> uh, no, I, I knew there was a correlation there. I knew there's a correlation, though. Pablo Hidalgo is basically the keeper of uh, canon when it comes to Star Wars. He's the one that decides what is and what isn't canon. Like, uh-huh. he was the one that went through and was like, yeah, EU, pfft, nope, not doing that. And like, like keep picking. This, this, keep this, lose this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it makes me feel a little bit better that it, the, at least he was like related. And I wasn't just like, oh, you know, Frito Bandito, like, like an <laughs> asshole. Like, yeah. No, the, the Pedro Pascal shit, they're basically saying that like he the, the rumor was that like he was mad because he has to wear the Mandalorian helmet all the time and he doesn't get to show his face. Which, like, is it possible? Sure, it's possible. Like, a number of actors turned down playing both Frankenstein and the mummy uh, back in the 30s because you were in makeup the entire time. And Boris Karloff was like, I will do that shit. Let's go. And that built his fucking career. Um, but yeah, so it, it's yeah, uh, uh, Pascal su- supposedly was complaining about the fact that he, he wouldn't be able to show his face. And Favreau was like, well, dude, it's kind of like a huge part of the story. And you knew this was going to be part of the deal. Um, and so supposedly he then tried to like go over the heads of yeah, Favreau so and Filoni and like, to go like Kathleen Kennedy yeah. to Kathleen Kennedy and like Lucasfilm. Um, and they're all like, no. Um, so then Favreau like kicked him off the set. Um, it's again, it's possible. I, I'm not buying it. Um, in particular, because like he didn't even do most of the physical acting in the first season. Like, and, and because that's that's another part of the story is they're like, fine, we'll, we'll just we'll just film without you. Yeah. Well, that was already what you'd been doing. Hey, like, guess, who, <laughs> guess who reported that he's refu- that he refused to return to the set of the Mandalorian? Um, Mega so boners. Mega boners. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's just. I, I think that that's just going to be our catch-all term for all like bullshit. Like <laughs> this I, just I, in for mega boners. Yeah. <laughs> Our man on the street. <laughs> Mega boners, what do you got for us? Well, uh, so, so some kids I, were playing with some action figures, and the Ray and Finn and Poe all were kissing each other. So uh, they're they're a throuple. <laughs> it's official. Oh fuck! I'm saying we inter- interrupted you like three times. Please, sorry. Oh no, you were fine. I'm I'm I was read I was looking at the article because I didn't know the. Uh, the Pedro news, and uh, I was uh, I found an article by Inverse, uh, which is which is uh, actually going down the rabbit hole of how that rumor even got started. Yeah, okay. and they refer to this dude as Dictor Von Doomcock. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, our man on the street. Oh, you know, maybe God. we judge this guy too early because that's kind of awesome. <laughs> I, you know, I gotta give it up. That is commitment to a bit. That guy, <laughs> holy shit! That is the MCU equivalent of Edward Penis Hands, <laughs> Dictor Von Doom. <laughs> I just what I want more than anything else is I want this shit to somehow become. It needs to come to a point where somebody like a big like Brian Williams on NBC News. <laughs> has to report about it. Pedro Pascal reportedly walked off the set of The Mandalorian today. Uh, our inside reporter, 
Am I reading this right? Dichter von, von Doomcock? Doomcock? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm trying, like, I, I can't quite get a beat on any one of them, but my brain keeps just running through, like, Fantastic Four scenarios that are all Bourne-themed. <laughs> oh, fuck. You could take... Fantastic Foursome. For, ten, okay, first of all, that's amazing. That's the name of the movie. Um, but you could take the old uh, uh, Corman movie and cut that up and have that be the interstitials between the sex scenes. Oh my god, this is amazing. Dude. Which, sidebar, I don't know if you all have seen it, but there is a documentary called Doomed. Uh, it's on Hulu. It was on originally on Hulu. I think it's still there, but it's definitely on Amazon Prime. Um, and it's a, it's a documentary about the making of that movie. And the saddest part of that story is that literally no one in the cast knew the movie was never going to be released. The guys really? who, yeah, the guys who played Reed Richards and Ben Grimm both were campaigning for it at uh, comic conventions and trying to get money to like pay for all that shit, and a lot of it ended up being just out of pocket on their end. Oh, um, yeah, the entire thing was a scam to get like some kind of back end deal for Corman and I think like uh, the production company. It was it was fucking nonsense they were never going to release the movie but they didn't tell anybody on the cast uh and the guy who played doom actually gave a solid performance um yeah highly recommended very much worth your time yeah um i've always meant to watch it and i never have so I'll, I'll have it's to a god-awful movie uh but you, you but, could just say it's a fantastic four movie are we talking true. about the the one that came out a few years ago no, 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 no. The, the... <laughs> also bad. Yes. But... Well done. Um, no, the 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 original Corman '90s one. 1994. Yeah, I was just looking it up. Trailer released on Carnosaur. Carnosaur, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's move on to uh to the Wandavision uh trailer. Like, first off, I'm super interested in this. I am like, so fucking excited. This looks this looks trippy as shit, and I'm for it. Like it does not look like your typical like point A to point B story. I mean, like it looks like there's going to be some fucking weird shit in in Wandavision. And yeah, you guys give me your takes on this. Like MC, like what's your take on the Wandavision thing, Steve Rambo? Let me let me hear what you guys think about this. Well, I was a huge fan of Naked Night when I was a kid. And I feel like I'm going to get the same vibes in watching this show just from uh, just from the trailer, just the, the way it was shot. A lot of the dialogue that was in there, but, you get, but throughout watching it, though, you could always get the sense that like something isn't necessarily as it seems. And I'm super intrigued to see what they what they're going to do with it, because it looks a lot differently um, than pretty much anything else that Marvel like the MCU has done so far. I mean, it's it's crazy because the the shows were supposed to have been released already. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier were originally supposed to be out a month ago, uh, before COVID and 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 production delays. Um, so this is going to be our first real um, our first real look into what Marvel is trying to do with their with their new uh, TV series, 
which uh, from my, my understanding are only going to be about six episodes long. So this is, this is an extremely limited run and for whatever they're going to try to pull off because it's going to be inevitably connected to the, uh, the Dr. Strange movie. Um, I'm super curious to see what they do and how it, how it continues to connect to the MCU. I mean, cause the, the budget for this is along is is pretty high. It's pretty up there for something that's only going to be uh, six six or maybe seven episodes long. So I'm I'm curious to see, you know, what kind of special effects, you know, how much money is going to go into that, and what exactly they're going to do. Steve, talk about it. Yeah, that was the point I was really going to bring up that you brought up at the end. There is the whole um, you know multiverse of madness kind of thing, right? Where it's they've been saying that uh, Elizabeth Olsen is going to be a big part of that. And how is it going to tie? Is it going to tie? Is it just going to be referenced? What are they going to do to bring that in? And obviously I think a large part of the budget is taking these kind of mega movie stars and putting them, I guess you could say quote unquote on the small screen, not that the lines aren't being blurred with streaming and movies and all that kind of stuff anyway. But um, you know, I, I think a lot of the budget's going to go to that. So I'd rather them do that. I'd rather have less episodes. Like, look at the last one we talked about, The Mandalorian. Not a ton of episodes. Really well-established, good actors. Really, really quality production and good direction. And if that's the route that Disney Plus is going to go with all these shows, this was the one when they announced the the, the four-pack of, of shows. Or five-pack. I forgot about Hawkeye already. Jeez. Um this was the one I was the most excited for from Jump because it's so different. I think uh, MC, if I'm guessing correctly, Moon Knight might have been your biggest hype piece. And I know a lot of people were interested in, in um, uh, what you might call it, um, uh, Winter Soldier uh, and, uh, and Falcon and Winter Falcon, Soldier. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't remember the name for some reason. Because, um, I mean, I think those characters hit the most for a lot of people. Um, they're little competing to be cap's best friend kind of relationship that they have and everything but i don't know man something about wanda and vision and just the weirdness and pulling from the comics and like you said that naked night vibe it's just gonna bring a lot of weirdness and i'm I'm into that okay all right all right all right all right so before i say anything else does anyone want to try to not know anything about this show and what it almost certainly is pulling from. I, my guess is because Phil, um, Philip Jean Pierre, our, our our buddy, um, often guest on the show, mentioned, "Oh, I liked the comic run that this is referencing." So this is not. It, it seems like this is not new. Um, this is not a brave new world they're taking us to. This is going to be something that that might be where we think it's going. Is that correct, Rambo? That's certainly what it seems like. Um, there are two things in, in particular, um, two stories in particular that it, it, uh, seems to be drawing directly from with a smattering of various things throughout. Um, one is Tom King and Gabriel Walta's, uh, 12 issue vision miniseries, which, Hey, if you like your superhero stories, fucking sad, I highly recommend the vision. <laughs> um, it is, it's wonderfully done. But it is a fucking downer. Um, 
Tom King doesn't write a lot of a lot of a lot of uppers. He doesn't write a lot of big happy family stories. Um, and that Vision miniseries is specifically about Vision deciding, okay, I'm going to try and live my life like a human being. So he creates a family for himself. They get a dog. He has like a regular kind of nine to five job. He li- like they live in an Arlington suburb. Um, the story overall talks about otherness and racism. You know, what does it mean to be, you know, uh, not human? And what does it mean to be human? Um, and it is like, <laughs> One of the things in the story is, so when I say Vision creates a family, I mean, he literally creates a family. He makes other synthesoids um, like him. He makes a wife, a daughter, a son, and a dog. Um, the wife, her brain patterns are modeled after, like, they never say it, but they're they're modeled after Wanda. And she knows that they are. So some of the story is her sort of like, coming to terms with the fact that her husband is clearly in love with another woman and that she is built around that woman. And what does that mean for her? It's real heavy shit. Um, so that's a big part of it. And like, aside from just sort of the, the, um, the thematic stuff visions, uh, uh, like cardigan tie combo is pulled directly from that story. Um, so there's there's like visual visual stuff that they're pulling from that comic as well. The other one is the Avengers Disassembled and House of M uh, events from back in like 2005, 2000, uh, 2005. That's what I was, was going to say. Like Wanda's powers are so powerful that she can alter reality and create her own like pocket universes, correct? Oh, dude, not even pocket universes. She can just alter reality. Like, straight up just, I think a thing, I want a thing, I make a thing. Um, And to the point where she doesn't necessarily even realize she's doing it. Um, From what we've seen of the trailers, it does seem like there is some conscious aspect to it where she'll kind of catch something she doesn't like and try and alter it and alter it and make it different. Um, But essentially, the the disassembled story and then House of M, uh, disassembled sort of starts with she wants basically what it boils down to is Wanda wants a family like back in the, I think late seventies, early eighties. Um, Wanda got pregnant. Well, she didn't cheat on vision and vision's not human. So what's the deal there? Um, and you find out that through her powers, she accidentally made herself pregnant and she gives birth to these two kids, these twins. And then everybody's like, Hey, um, what the fuck? You can't do that. That's super weird. What? No, we can't have this happen. Um, so I, I honestly don't know, don't know how that got, got undone, but, uh, disassembled has that storyline be brought back up where she recreates the kids. Um, and, in the process, essentially, while while to, to try and like protect her family, um, specifically just the kids, though, she does horrible shit to everybody else on the team just to keep them occupied. Like, not even necessarily consciously made these decisions; they just happened because of her powers. Um, but stuff like 
uh, one of the first times that Jen Walters uh, really hulked out. Um, she tears Vision literally in half. Uh, she does this just after Vision has like vomited up five different little silver balls that each turn into an Ultron. Um, she created a Kree scroll in like simultaneous invasion of the Earth, um, and that's just in the main Avengers title. Like awful, awful shit happened. Um, that story ends. Yeah, dude, it's real bad. Uh, <laughs> and like honestly I, I'd say most of those things happened within the first issue so hang on um, hang on I, I real quick quick aside <laughs> okay because <laughs> people fucking fanboys flipped out at one point I don't know if you remember this or not but at one point Kevin Feige got up on, on stage and was basically talking about like how fucking powerful Wanda is uh-huh. how powerful she Scarlet Witch is, is. And said something that like she's one of the, she's like the most powerful in the MCU. And like I think she said like her and, and Captain Marvel. And fanboys got shitty. And they were like, Well, that's ridiculous. You're just you're retconning this. Like, I don't think you are, because based on what you just said, Wanda Maximoff sounds scary as fuck. Straight up reality altering altering powers. Like there are three people off the top of my head that I can think of, and I'm sure that, I know there's more. Um, but her, Franklin Richards. Um, and, uh, fuck who, there was like a third person. I'm blanking on who it is now. Um, but yeah. Oh, uh, silver surfer, uh, can just like, like silver surfer less so cause he can like transmute, uh, matter. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but Wanda and Franklin can straight up just be like, I'm like the whole heroes return heroes reborn thing from the nineties when all the image guys came back to Marvel and drew stuff. Um, that was all post this one big story. And for a while, Franklin was carrying around this little blue ball, uh, when all the heroes had died. And it was a fucking pocket universe that he created because his daddy and his, and, and all of their friends got hurt. So he wanted to protect them. So he shunted them into a pocket universe. He was a fucking, he wasn't a toddler. He was an adolescent at this point. He was like under 10 years old, little boy walking around with blue ball. Um, but yeah, Wanda Maximoff is stupid, stupid powerful. Um, and the, the, the disassemble basically ends with, um, you know, big crazy fight. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange shows up and like before, before the fight shows him was like, yeah, everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. I'm going to tell you a story about somebody. You tell me if it sounds familiar. And he just kind of goes into this whole thing about how like, you know, there's a person who has gone through horrible, horrible shit and their family is grossly unstable and their father is a supervillain and they have these powers that no reasonable person would ever be able to control. And you expect this person to just know how to do things. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Somebody was like, Steven, Wanda's chaos magics. Something's going on. And he's like, the fuck is chaos magic? They're like, it's. What? It's no, it's Wanda's power. It, it's all she's she's a magician. She's a she's a she's a fucking witch. Like she does sorcerer stuff like you do. And he goes, Whoa, whoa. Chaos magic isn't real. That's not a thing. <laughs> and they're like, fuck <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's when he's like, Oh, yeah, y'all thought no, 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 no. Nothing she does works within the realms of magic. She is literally changing physics on a whim. Um Wow. 
so yeah, story ends with with Magneto taking her back to fucking the bombed out hole that is Genosha, uh, and then House of M starts with every uh, 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 sort of a, a, a larger Illuminati before the Illum- well, like off the side of the, the Illuminati, um, like the X Men show up, the Avengers show up, you know, it's just the Fantastic Four, everybody's there, and they're like, so what are we gonna do about Wanda? This is real bad. And Wolverine's like, am I going to be the only... Do I have to be the one to say it? We have to kill her. She has to die now. And everybody's real quiet, except for Spider-Man. He's like, fucking what? No, we don't. What the fuck? (laughs) And Wolverine's like, shut up, little boy. We need to go murder this girl. Um, And so... So they go to fucking Genosha. You know what? I I will talk about this the rest of the night. Point being, um, (laughs) that story uh, opens with her trying to do the opposite of what she had originally done, which is she was trying to keep them all occupied by giving them something to fight. Cause you know, that that's, that's what superheroes do. We, they fight things. Um, so instead of, of sort of like taking something away from them, she was like, well, what if I made everyone happy? And so the house of M story follows a sort of like utopian, perfect world where like mutants outnumber humans, um, Spider-Man isn't Spider-Man. First of all, everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. He's also a famous actor and scientist and wrestler. He is <laughs> still married, uh, uh, to the love of his life, Gwen Stacy. Uh, they have kids. Uncle Ben's still alive. Everyone's happy. And the crux of the story was everybody got what they've always wanted. So Wolverine knows everything. Wolverine knows who he is. He has full, complete recall of his entire life, and he knows that all of this is bullshit. Um, so, among there, there were two big things that kind of came out of that story. One, the end of the story is no more mutants, and that's when the mutant population in the in, in Marvel universe got dropped down to like one ninety eight. Well, yeah, well, there you go. Yes, thank you. Um, down to just under two hundred. Uh, and the other thing was those twins. The two boys that she has, that is um, Billy and Tommy. Billy and Tommy uh, end up being superheroes. I think Tommy might be a, a villain, but Billy ends up becoming Wiccan, uh, who is one of the Young Avengers. So the other thing this show is doing is it's setting up Young Avengers between this and Miss Marvel. And there's already been talk of America Chavez popping up in places. Um Maybe in in Multiverse of Madness, they're setting up the next big franchise they're going to set, uh, which is going to be the Young Avengers. This show, I'm so yep. fucking hyped for this show. Um, you just I, reminded I me too at all. Like I couldn't. You, tell just, <laughs> you just reminded me too, Rambo, that Young Avengers was trending because um, they just hired Jonathan Majors to play Kang the Conqueror, yes, which is one did. of the things. Which is one of the things that I forgot to list. Yep, Among the did. many things that came out recently. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which also means Black Iron Lad. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they because if you if you think about it, they they they, they already established the uh, uh, I can't remember the dude's name who popped up in Endgame from Iron Man three. The kid, they you know, they he yeah, already uh, he already. Yeah, he already came out and said, like, oh, yeah, I'd love to play Iron Lad. Then you have. uh Kate Bishop, which is uh, going to be coming with uh, whenever that Hawkeye show happens. Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, 
is going to be happening. Uh, you have Ant Man's daughter, yep. who's now uh, who's now older, old enough. Um, trying to remember who else. They there there's a number of folks that they that they had listed, but Thank that was you. one that was that was one of the other one of the other uh, things that did come out. Because people are are thinking like that's that's going to be probably before we get Avengers five, the next thing we're going to get is going to be a younger Avengers film, which makes sense. It's a smart move specifically to have all like your entire cast be in their teens and 20s because you now have a franchise you can milk for a good long time. You know, that was, you can own them. <laughs> I mean, truly well, I mean, a Disney was, move, was, isn't it? Like, get the kids and, and, yeah, keep them under contract. And because they have a young Spider-Man, they could even include him. Oh, fuck he's, yeah. He's still a high schooler. 100%. There's, if that doesn't work out, they've options. already kind of tw- twinge a little bit of Miles Morales, right? From, mm-hmm. from Homecoming. So, I mean, you could always bring him in. Oh, yeah. Not to mention, um, there was the, uh, what's, oh, God, I can't remember her name. I wanted to call her Ghost Spider. Um, what's her oh, name? Oh, Spider Gwen. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ghost Spider. That's that's right. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure, but yeah, like she had a very, very brief, very missable cameo in uh, the most recent Spider-Man film, which was an Easter egg that 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 you know I only caught like long after after it was mentioned. So I mean, there's potential setup for that, you know. And since they're doing the Spider-Man films seemingly every two years, um, you know that I mean, they could easily do that as well, uh, introdu- introducing that as well whenever the, after they do the next one. Yeah, man. There's there's a lot of serious, serious stuff that, that's going on, and a lot of big announcements. I wanted to ask real quick too, because um, again, we're all super excited to talk about all this stuff. It's our first podcast back. Steve, it's after nine. Do you have to go tuck it in? It is. Yes. Nope. They're good to go. Hell nice. yeah! Full staff. Yeah. <laughs> Mega boners. Let's roll. Mega boners. <laughs> What's wrong? MC, I think I might need you to try something musically for me um, sure. outside of your normal realm. I want like a Power Rangers esque. Mega boner theme song. <laughs> Great. Telling stupid stories ripped from Reddit and Twitter feeds. So, mega boners. Does that mean that guy is Dr. Dictor Von Doomcock? <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> MP. <laughs> From Mega Dick. <laughs> Dr. Dictor Von Doomcock, PhD. This is pretty, pretty hard. Yes. <laughs> pretty hard. The, ep- the episode name is definitely going to be like, I mean, it's 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 set in stone, isn't it? Like, I mean, we know exactly what Nobody we're going to call this. Harder. Tapping <laughs> uh, the vein of the truth. <laughs> Pumping the internet for all the information it can handle. <laughs> Beating off all the other reporters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the fuck guys, is guys, with this? This joke could go all night. Okay. <laughs> if it goes more sure than four hours, we should probably consult a physician. <laughs> Good times. I feel so uh, bad for our audience. Yeah, I do too. All right, so we talked about Wandavision. We talked about Mandalorian. Um, I, you know, this is this is the downside to me being on vacation. I missed some of this stuff. Like I saw the Wandavision and I saw the uh, the Mandalorian one, 
But uh, tell me a little bit about the Flash. Like, what other stuff have we heard about the Flashpoint movie, as far as like who's gonna, who else is going to be showing up in this? Okay, so uh, full full disclosure, this is one hundred percent speculation. There, there, this isn't a hundred percent confirmed, but but uh, it, it seems. I mean, enough people have said something about it. It seems like it may be kind of plausible and kind of interesting if it in fact ends up being true. Uh, which is that uh, they are seek they are going they are trying their damnness to get a uh, to get uh, appearances from uh, Val Kilmer, Christian Bale, and uh, George Clooney oh, as other Batman for this movie. But that that's not all. Also, Nicolas Cage as an alternate universe Superman. Fuck that's off! Fucking wonderful. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. I have to go on vacation more often. <laughs> the best <laughs> shit comes out on vacation. <laughs> like, do, holy shit. <laughs> that's so fucking great. Like, that's, yeah, wow. It, it's, I mean, even if it doesn't happen, like, I just made my night. Like, the question, though, like, okay, so if they're going to get Val Kilmer and they're going to get Michael, I mean, we've already gotten Michael Keaton, right? And they're going to get Christian Bale. That makes sense. But, are we saying that Batman Forever and Batman and Robin is a different universe if Clooney's going to show up? Because Robin was the same. It was um, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Oh, yeah. that was that was another name. Chris O'Donnell was listed there too. I forgot. Yeah. He was he was also listed as someone who could pop up as an alt universe Robin. Actually, it, so it, it may it may not be Clooney. Okay. Because I I don't think anyone wants to see. An older Batman with bat nipples in That's in true. the Flash movie. I'll speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually talking to my my buddy about this, and I, I guess this article is probably prompted on that. But they just did like a like a fan polling of favorite Batman actors, and I guess it wasn't based on the quality of the film or anything like that. I guess they were just talking about like the actors. Like, here's all the Batman actors. Now pick your favorite person. But Clooney was not best third. Batman, not best Batman, but best actor. Clooney yeah. was third uh, of, of of people who played Batman. Um, they had they had Affleck and Bale over him. Wow. And Clooney was third. And yes. I guess literally every Batman, including animated like voice actors, and he oh, kept just going, nope, off. nope, nope, nope. I was like, you're telling me people were picking Clooney over like Adam West. You're you're telling me they were picking people over like. I don't know, literally anyone. Kevin Conroy and Diedrich right? Bader, no. Yeah. No. So then I, that's what the conversation turned into. I was like, all right, screw that stupid article. Who's your <laughs> like, favorite, like, five Batmans who did anything ever? I rebuke ever? that. <laughs> I, I can at I least understand not. Affleck and Bale, because that can just be recency bias. They're the two most, they're the, the two most recent people to, to give us prominent live-action Batman. But Clooney third? Over yeah. Blew me away. Yeah, because let, let's be honest here, okay? Like, say what you will about Batman and Robin. Um, it, George Clooney's performance in that movie was not winning anything, okay? Like, it was just him showing up and getting a paycheck. Like, there's a couple of redeeming lines in that movie, but that's about it. Like, All he does have Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, just him just <laughs> chewing scenery in that fucking movie is wonderful. Um, at one point, Clooney does have a really, really good line. Um, where he basically, I gotta find it and see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, he's talking to Freeze and he's trying to get Victor Freeze to help him 
save Alfred's life. He said, vengeance isn't power. Anyone can take a life, but to give life, that's true power. Like, that's a fucking ballsy line, dude. And he delivers it, too. He doesn't just, like, roll his eyes and ham it up. Like, that's, again, like, it's finding a silver lining in an otherwise, you know, ham-fisted Batman movie with a guy who was more interested in directing with giant cod pieces and bat nipples. So was it Mike, was it you was talking to about um, fun sets mean bad movies? No, but that's yeah. I cannot remember who I was talking to, but somebody made that point and they were talking about um, the, uh, uh, it must, it must, or I must've just like watched it. a video about like a, a producer or something. Um, but they were talking about how like, you know, and they say, they say that and they say, and the Batman and Robin set, everybody was having a great time. Like, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Yeah, they were. I remember watching the MTV documentary about like the making of Batman and Robin before it came out, man. And they were high fiving and hamming it up and laughing. And like, everybody was having a fucking good time. Schwarzenegger smoking a cigar. Like everybody was happy. Like, Yeah. Well, no wonder Sportsinger is happy. I forget the exact number, but I remember reading an article all the way back when on, like, how many words he actually said, like, how many dollars he earned per word, like, per line is ridiculous when you do the math in that movie. Because yeah, he's barely in it, and he was, like, top billed, top paid, like, he's the guy in that movie. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, though, I mean, and we're not talking about the quality of the movie, but like who steals the show in that movie more than anybody else? It's fucking him. Like he deserves top billing in that movie. Like that's his movie, basically. Bane. Bane, <laughs> Bane. <laughs> shows up for. Oh, God. Yeah. Grunting the whole time. Ridiculous. Saying his name over and over again. Yeah. That and bomb. <laughs> he said bomb a bunch of times, too, if I remember correctly. <laughs> enough of this <laughs> yeah um so we so okay that's some, i mean those are some pretty cool rumors though um what else i mean was there anything else other story other um big things that got announced while we were uh, on our hiatus i want to ask you guys because this this came out during the the period as well are any of you guys into like fantasy novels like fantasy setting stuff you know because the dune trailer came out Whew. dude and I want to know what you guys' thoughts are on that kind of stuff. First off, I I love the original one with Kyle MacLachlan and Patrick Stewart, but also Sci-Fi did one back in like I want to say like late '90s, early 2000s that was yep. solid. That was really good. Like William Hurt was in it. I'm trying to remember who else was in it. Like it was just a solid flick, or it was like like five flicks, but it, it still like just good miniseries. Are yeah, you guys did. like pumped for that, or the or what do you think? I'm always that for- movie looks fucking wild. Yeah. Um, Denis Villeneuve is the, exactly the kind of guy who, like, he's he's just like just weird enough and just alter enough to do some crazy shit with that story, while at the same time not being um, so out of the mainstream that you're gonna get like a, a, a Alejandro Jodorowsky situation where it's going to be so fucking weird that the studio is like, no, we're not making that movie. Um, and uh, the, the cast is amazing. Um, it looks cool as shit. Um, the, a buddy of mine, uh, my friend Danny Araya, was talking about uh, how ha- he tweeted how happy he was that the shot of 
um, of Paul looking at the sand, at the sandworm, how it's not a uh, an upshot, how it's just like pulled way back to see the scale of it, um, as opposed to the you know the sort of like not cheap but like the very cliche like I want to show something big so I will shoot from a worm's eye perspective, um, and instead it's just like no no we're just gonna have the, the sandworm fill the screen and <laughs> yeah. Paul will be like an inch and a, a half tall down there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's a, I didn't even think about that, but that's an amazing point. Yeah. It's really fucking cool, man. And yeah, like I said, amazing cast. Like I, and the, the use of the Pink Floyd song. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I really want to hear that song again after I watched that trailer for the second time. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it looks awesome. I honestly, the one, I'm, the thing I'm I'm most surprised about uh, MC didn't br- bring up yet is Supergirl. No. Yeah, that was uh, that was going to be oh, next. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, sorry. look at him teasing uh, <laughs> Supergirl. Look at you guys. I love how you planned this to come out exactly like this because Get that's how we were knocking them down. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, Dune looks fucking cool as shit. I'm I'm 100 in for it. Uh, and I look forward to seeing it in the theater in the next five years. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it looks cool. Um, I got to say, though, like, I'm a little disappointed. Not because, like, I'm a huge fan and I watch it all the time, but just in general, I, I really liked the idea of having Supergirl on TV. Like, it was just, it's comforting, like, you know, having a Kryptonian kicking ass and taking names. And it's kind of a bummer to see that they're going to be getting rid of Supergirl. At the same time, though, I mean, every show has to have a shelf life. And how many seasons did uh, Arrow get total? Eight. Eight. So to have Supergirl ending at six is not ridiculous, I don't think. I mean, are you guys in agreement on this one? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And the the thing is, it was Melissa's decision. Like, this wasn't... This wasn't a decision made by the CW or or the or Berlanti Productions or anyone else. The show is ending because Melissa is done. Like she doesn't want to continue with the show beyond uh, the contract she signed up for. And it's been I mean it's been speculated for for a while. Like there there have been a lot of rumors about Supergirl. Um, in the last two to three years in particular that she hasn't been like super happy with some of the writing on the show, with some of the decisions that they've made with uh, the characters on there. And, you know, some people suspected like maybe she just, you know, wants to uh, just, you know, go do something else. Like maybe uh, go do some Broadway stuff or perhaps like try her hand at something else. Um, and, and, you know, those rumors, I, I don't know if, I don't know if they're extremely true and though they've been around for a while, but the fact that it's, that it's ending, you know, now, whereas, you know, like, uh, Grant Gustin has been very open about the fact that, you know, before the pandemic happened, he was, you know, looking to sign on for at least like two more seasons of the flash. Um, so I'm not, I'm not surprised that it happened, but I, 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 I'm surprised that it's happened that. It's happening now because I, I did think that, you know, maybe considering last season got cut short and with her uh, becoming a mother, um, which delayed production, if production was going to happen at their normal time, um, 
they're, you know, Supergirl's going to get a shortened season compared to the others, or was going to get a, a shorter season compared to the others. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad that they'll get a chance to go out on their own terms, though. Like, it's not, it's not something like, you know, they were halfway through and then, you know, CW is like, all right, we're done. It's not cancellation. It's just, yeah. Yeah, and and a lot of people, and it's like a lot of the articles going out right now are saying that it's a cancellation. Mostly because uh, Supergirl has had this reputation among fanboys. Uh, you know, they call her SJW girl, woke girl, you know, st- dumb stuff like that. And people have been writing their articles, uh, writing have been writing their articles about how, uh, see, being woke doesn't mean you'll be on TV for long, you know. Yep. <laughs> And it's like you could tell that the people who 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 are doing all this is like you guys didn't watch the show anyway. Like I don't know, I don't know why you're uh, like why this is the case. I saw your post about it. He's like, man, a lot of people who didn't watch this show sure have a lot of feelings about Supergirl. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, it's like I I like I know the people because I I I know the people on my on my timeline who watch Supergirl. I talk about I talk about the show with them. Um, and I've done that for the last two to three years that I've been watching it. Like, I know that, I know that some of these people were not, like, they weren't watching Supergirl and you could tell by their own commentary about it. I'm just over it. (laughs) But the the thing, the the reason I, I wanted to mention it here too is there are pretty large implications, I feel like, with the Arrowverse now. Because I mean, Stephen Amell just left, and Arrow right? just yeah. ended. You know, it, it it sounds crazy, but you know, he just left in January. The show just ended. That was January. Jesus. Yeah. That, that feels so long ago. It really like, does. Like, it felt like it happened when I was like seventeen. Like. <laughs> Good. But, Goodness gracious. And it's like, if you think about a lot of what they were doing in Crisis, it, particularly with uh, uh, Supergirl and, and, and Batwoman, and they were just trying to set up this world's finest sort of thing um, that was, you know, going to take over. Like, they, they were kind of hoping that with Arrow ending, and, you know, the, like, the big thing with the crossovers has really kind of always been the friendship between Barry and Oliver. So, yeah. like, you could tell that they were kind of looking for... Uh, Supergirl and and Batwoman to kind of, you know, kind of try to groom them kind of into that going forward since, you know, uh, Batwoman's a relatively new show and Supergirl, uh, I mean, it doesn't feel like it's been on for five seasons, but they've had had five seasons so far. And I feel like a lot of the stuff they did with them was to kind of set that up. And I don't think they could have anticipated Ruby abruptly abruptly leaving in may and melissa announcing that the the show is going this is going to be the last season in september and so i'm i'm really curious about what the future of the arrowverse is going to hold you know yeah you know star girl is star girl's on earth too so like you're not gonna you're not gonna see much of anything with of her kind of interacting with the other heroes. Green Arrow and the Canaries is pretty much a dead show. Like, doesn't look like that's gonna happen, which is a good thing. And <laughs> you know, you have the Flash, 
you kind of don't really know what's going to happen with this new Batwoman that's 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 coming, and kind of how they're going to handle that whole transition from uh, Kate Kane to Ryan Wilder. And so, I mean, I'd be curious to hear from from you all, kind of like, like, what what do you think the future of the Arrowverse holds? I mean, Superman's coming, which is good, and the Super Sons are going to be part of that show. But like, I'm not really sure what the future of the the Arrowverse you know holds now that you know Supergirl is leaving. I I don't know, man. Like, it, it I I get that you want it to go on forever, but nothing can, you know, like it, it's got to have a, a finite shelf life or it's just going to get old and it's going to, and nobody wants to see it jump the shark, you know, like that's the last thing any of us want. Nobody wants to get sick of these shows. So I don't know, man. I, I think that if they, it's almost like the whole crisis thing, if they had saved it, and did it to end all of the shows that might've been one thing. And then to have a whole new crop of things that they could do, you know, like star girl and whatever the, the hell they're going to do. But like, I don't want to see the end of the flash, but at the same time too, like it, it's going to end eventually. Um, I really just want them. I, I want Batgirl to get a fresh start and I feel like, or Batwoman. I'm sorry. I want Batwoman to get a fresh start. Because honestly, I didn't even watch any of uh, the first season. I mean, like, and then I heard she left and I was like, well, it doesn't really sound like I missed much. So I want a fresh start. I want to see it do something because there's nothing better, in my opinion, as much as I prefer Superman. I like good Batman TV. Like Batman, the animated series, is, in my opinion, is, is the pinnacle of what they did with that character. You do that as a live action series, basically, but you make it Batwoman. You have compelling actor, or compelling villains. Like I'm all for this, man. And like, that's the other question I had for you, MC, because you watched um, a lot of Batwoman. Do we get Batman villains in Batwoman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they and and this is the thing that kind of that kind of sucked about Ruby leaving is the the writing over the court. The writing over the course of the season was was not particularly great. Yeah. But Ruby's acting was also not particularly great either. But like what really kind of grabs you into this into the show is a character like Luke Fo- a character like Luke Fox um who 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 who's pretty prominent and you find out that Lucius has been murdered, so that's part of his arc for the first season is uh, trying to figure out, well, who actually killed it because the person who they thought it was 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 uh, was being framed. Uh, toward, I mean, you get Alice, who's kind of like... Like, Alice is to Kate Kane with the Joker is to Batman. And okay. honestly, Alice is the best part of the show because she is every bit as unhinged as you can imagine the Joker being. And uh, I don't remember... I think her name is Rachel Skarsgård. She completely nails this role. Like she's she's the most interesting thing about the show. Uh, you get Hush. Hush ended up showing up at the end. Uh, at the end, and they like what they were setting up for season two before Ruby left is uh, they were they were setting up Bruce Wayne actually showing up, and it's going to be Hush imitating him, imitating oh, Bruce Wayne on Batwoman, which is supposed to be like this big oh shit moment, and then. Well, 
not not you know not not even Ruby left, so now they 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 they're trying to they're trying to handle that, but they just they announced that uh, Scarecrow is going to be the villain for season two. Uh, so, and and they're they're and during the the their fandom panel, like the showrunners were talking about, like they want to do more Gotham lore and and do more of that stuff and and bring all of that in since you know this is their current live action representation of Gotham on on TV. And Remember, was was it you that posted that like it was talking about like the best thing, or it might have been you, uh, MC, um, about like the best thing about Bat- Batman, like some post about that. And one of the things that they really highlighted was that Gotham is like a character. It's not just a scene, uh, you know. It's not just a background. It's it it's got a, a personality of all its own with like all the different things and machinations that are going on with like the mafia and like. Um, all of the different villains and all the different things that are going on in it. And like, that's one of the things that's the best about Batman is that he's got a lively city that he lives in. And like, it's, I mean, it's uh, in that metropolis. I think those are the two most famous fictional superhero cities. Sorry, coast city. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, that's pretty common in general. Cause you know, that's what set off, um, Hal Jordan in the first place was that yes, indeed. he was yeah he was like he was like hey Coast City and uh, can we can we fix it because uh, they kind of fucked it up when the the whole Superman thing happened and the Green Lantern Corps was like no and Hal was just like lost his shit so so hey yeah. shut up hey, Hal let me let me get some more power I can I can do it they're like no and not only no you need to come back here and we're gonna tr- we're gonna court martial your ass. He's like, wait, what? Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, and as a matter of fact, fuck you for even bringing it up. Wait, what? Like, now I want, I want John Mulaney to redo that whole bit. Where <laughs> can I? Well, can I have more power to make my city again? No. <laughs> oh, fuck. So good. Um, no, I, I don't know if I posted that or if MC posted it, but I've definitely seen it. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it's a great point. Like Gotham is a fully fleshed out, like living, breathing thing. Like it's, it's one of the things that I think Batman has over Superman in terms of, um, the sort of mythos behind him is Metropolis never really feel like it, Metropolis has a distinct look, but it doesn't have the same, um, I don't know, like the same sort of. It doesn't have the same sort of fingerprints that, that Gotham does. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's it, it's it's up there with like the the, you know, the rogues galleries between the two characters. Um, Batman's like are, and Superman's, they're not bad at all. They're just so rarely used to any real, like significant degree, um, that you don't really get to see them fleshed out as much. So I think that that's kind of a, a perfect stopping point for for this particular episode because it's going to dovetail in really, really well to the next thing we're going to do. We, we've got a solid half hour here and we're going to go into 
the bronze medal. What is the bronze medal? Well, tune into the next episode and you will find out. So let me thank all of you out there listening. Thank you guys so much for being part of our fun that we have every single week on this podcast. Uh, but also thanks to Steve Monick. Thanks to James Rambo, to MC Brooks for being part of this awesome podcast. Um, so keep listening, keep sharing the podcasts, uh, keep reading all the awesome articles we have. And guys, as MC Brooks so eloquently put in our theme song, together there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!